You are listening to the Campus Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Dinah Jansen. Each Wednesday at 5 p.m. on CFRC 101.9 FM in Kingston, I welcome a new guest from Queen's University to discuss news, issues, upcoming events, initiatives, and services for the benefit of Queen's students, faculty, staff, and alumni. Thanks for tuning in to this podcast, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to Campus Beat. I'm Dinah Jansen. On October 21st, 2021, Queen's University announced a $1 million gift for Indigenous academics in STEM, that is science, technology, engineering, and math-based undergraduate degree programs through the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Science here at Queen's University. And this generous gift was endowed by Queen's alumnus. Norman Loveland and his wife, Gay Loveland, and builds on the success of the Aboriginal Access to Engineering program that their endowed gift continues to support. Today, to talk about this new gift and its impact are Norman and Gay Loveland. Welcome to CFRC, Norman and Gay. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. First for me at CFRC. I'm looking forward to it. Well, we hope to have you on more often. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us. Uh, now, first off, Norman, I understand you're a Queen's alumnus. Can you tell us a little bit about your time at Queen's University and, and your program and activities when you were here? Well, I, I started uh, in 1961, which is, I think, 60 years ago now, ago, and um, uh, I arrived at Queen's from North Bay, uh, a sort of a small contingent of people that were from Northern Ontario. Uh, I was in general engineering, of course, the first year. Uh, and then the second year I chose to be in the civil engineering group, which I, I stayed in for the, the full four years and uh, graduated uh, as a structural engineering specialist in civil. And uh, it was, uh, it certainly was a memorable time at Queens, although I must say that uh, in particular, my first year at Queens was the toughest year of my life for a variety of reasons, uh, uh, including stress, uh, separation from friends, family, civilization as I knew it. I didn't get in residence, so I couldn't say I was in a residential school exactly, but uh, I was living in the ghetto. Uh, I, uh, that was all foreign to me. It was okay, but uh, it was uh, it was a challenge. So I'm not my my support for Queens has nothing to do with what a great time I had at Queens. I hate to disappoint you, but uh, that uh, that's just the way it is. And uh, having said that, I I have learned to hugely value my uh, my post secondary education, and Queens was uh, the central part of that and the biggest part of that. The four years I spent there, and uh, it's. Um, served me well in life and uh, everything I've done these days, I'm still very much an engineer at heart. And uh, it, 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 engineering that I took at Queens has enriched my life in many, many ways and continues, and continues to do this to the present. Thank you so much for sharing, Norman. And now, Gay, tell us about your own time, I believe, in Toronto, I think maybe as an undergrad and also as a Master of Education student there. Yes, that's correct. Um, I went to U of T and uh, certainly uh, enjoyed my time there, I think a little bit more than, than Norman did. Uh, but I was one of those who was able to live at home. And uh, so I think that helps buffer a little bit uh, the beginning of, of your time at university. 
Uh, I certainly enjoyed my studies. I was at uh, Trinity College initially um, and then went to the Ontario Institute for Studies in Education uh, for my advanced studies. Um, so I only got to Queen's occasionally when I went down on the train for the games, uh, the football games, which I enjoyed immensely. Uh, but I didn't meet Norman there, actually. I met him uh, through a friend at a birthday party. So you never know how these things work out. The year, the year after I graduated, uh, <laughs> she gave, I met Gay in Toronto, actually. <laughs> Thank you so much. So now tell us uh, what brought you back to Queens, Norman, and, and Gay, and, and, and motivated your desire to uh, stay connected to Queens University and and ultimately supporting its programming. Well, I, I made a, a few friends there that are, have been long-lasting friends, not that many actually, but uh, I'm still in touch with two people on a regular basis from my small group of 19 students in uh, our fourth year structural engineering specialty courses. And uh, I, uh, so we have a lot in common. Uh, I, I went on in life to do other things actually. I, uh, eventually I, uh, I got out of engineering uh, before I really got into engineering in, in the sense of in a work sense. And I, and I went to the University of Toronto Law School. So I made my living as a, as a tax lawyer. But uh, I've always, uh, I've always uh, looked very, very highly on Queens as an institution. Uh, I fairly regularly have been going back to the, uh, the reunions and, uh, and see a lot of my, my friends from Queens days. And it's just been a big part of my life. Uh, part of the reason why I've become uh, very, uh, I think zealous is not overstating it, about uh, supporting Queens is that um, if, if I'd had uh, any more support going into Queens than I had, it would have made a big difference in my life. Uh, I, um, I ended up in the army, that, that wasn't, uh, it wasn't something I wanted to do. I was sort of pushed into the army by my family for, I was an economic refugee at Queens and, um, and I didn't wear it well. As I look back on it, uh, the fact that I was in the military to go through university wasn't probably a negative in my life, but I didn't learn to see that for decades after I graduated, I would say. Uh, I, and part of the reason why I'm, I, I'm really keen about supporting uh, education is that uh, first, Gay and I feel very strongly that we'd like to see all young people have the the opportunity to go as far and as fast as their drive and uh, and commitment will take them. And uh, and I tend to look at it that money is only a very small part of a of a university education. It's a very small part, but if you don't have it, it's everything. And so I feel that it's important to, to make it easier for, for young people to go into education, higher education. I don't, I don't agree that it should be a, a sort of birth lottery or a financial lottery. I'd like to think everybody has that opportunity. And, and on, on some basis or other, I, I'm prepared to put my money where my opinions are. And uh, so, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very committed to making it easier for young people to go to university. I think for both of us, 
going to university, having the opportunity to go to university, uh, even though we came, both of us, from modest means, uh, made a big difference in our lives and allowed us to make a larger contribution, I think, than we perhaps could have otherwise. And so uh, education, and certainly at the tertiary level, is, is really important to us. So the only way to back that up is to uh, commit to supporting some of the wonderful initiatives uh, at Queen's. And uh, I think they are so worthwhile that we, uh, even going back for the homecoming weekends, uh, when we went, it was wonderful to see the spirit of Queens. And I, I think that's what we want to support as well. The other thing I'd like to add to that, just for clarity, uh, we, we, in round figures, we've, we've turned into almost about the same level of booster to U of T, law school in particular, but also Trinity College there, uh, as we, we are at Queens. And, um, it's, it's, um, it, 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 it makes me, it makes me excited to see what the universities can do with what we can provide to them. It, uh, the universities, there's a whole lot of infrastructure there, dedicated people, wonderful spirit, and they, they make anything you give them go so far, it makes me excited. I, I'd rather see them with the money than myself because they, they do great things with it. And, and I'm only seeing the beginning of it, but I think those great things will last people's lifetimes. Thank you so much. So yes, you've both been longtime champions of Queen's engineering programs and, and have previously funded uh, numerous endowments, including support for indigenous access to engineering. And thank you for sharing uh, with us uh, a little bit about your inspirations to uh, support students here at Queen's University generally. Uh, let's hear more about your interest in supporting indigenous students in particular. I think that that's particularly important for us. Um, as we went through life, we met uh, a few Indigenous people who had worked incredibly hard and were very talented and had struggled much more than we had to make their way in life. And uh, so we felt that that was a missing piece. Um, long before the horrors of the residential schools became obvious, uh, it was very important to us that we felt that those students needed um, an extra boost in terms of being able to access university. They travel farther, they're away from their families, they can't go home, they're away from, the, in many cases, the culture that they grew up with. So. Uh, for them, the journey is much more difficult than it was for us, and it seemed important to really, in particular, support them. In, in fact, Gay kicked off getting involved in the Aboriginal uh, support, and uh, she actually started hands-on. A, a, a friend of ours uh, served as a Santa Claus for her reservation for the kids 12 and under in her, in her reservation, a reserve, I guess we say in Canada, and uh, and Gay uh, would work with this woman, uh, acquiring, amassing, and and uh, wrapping 
several gifts for each of over 100 kids. And we did that. Uh, we were a minor player, but we did that for, for a few years when we were living in Montreal. And uh, I think that's part of where our inspiration came. And then I, I guess when I, when I started to get serious about making donations to the Queens, uh, the, the Aboriginal Access to Engineering Education program was in full flower. And uh, we saw that, we liked what we saw, and we got behind that. And then uh, a, few, a few years ago now, uh, we went to U of T and we, we asked U of T Law School and we asked them, what would you really like to do? What could we do? What, what could we do to meet some of the needs that you have that you can't otherwise fulfill? And they very quickly, by total coincidence, zeroed in on uh, the opportunities for uh, Aboriginal youth at uh, University of Toronto. And so we, uh, we, we made an endowed gift there. And uh, we, we just been very excited with, it's all turned out so well. Thank you. So let's hear more from the both of you about the need to build a stronger Indigenous STEM community. What are your thoughts? I think that education is really the key and the idea of STEM uh, is very important. If Indigenous young people gain the skills in the uh, STEM subjects, whether they be engineering or sciences, math, uh, accounting, business, uh, and education. Uh, and if they're able to take those back to their uh, home and share them with the other people that are there, uh, encourage other younger students to come forward to university, um, that then begins to build a, uh, a movement, really, where uh, Indigenous children will have the skills that they need, whether they return home or whether they stay uh, in the larger cities, wherever they live, they'll be able to make a contribution um, that would be significantly larger than they could have otherwise. So any one of those would be uh, subject areas, would be a huge contribution to the skill levels that these students would have. At its most basic level, civil engineering is about civil, civilian infrastructure. And so uh, when, I, when I think about many of the problems I read about in the newspapers, mainly uh, about uh, problems on reserves in Canada, uh, a lot of that is a lack of adequate infrastructure. And civil engineering, it's right down, it's right, it's the sweet spot of civil engineering practice. And so I, I have to believe that, uh, that there's a need for civil engineers. There are some, of course, but I, I have, have to believe that there is a need for a lot of them. And as, as I've found in life, it, it involves me with a comfort level in all manner of public uh, spirited initiatives. Uh, in terms of law, I, I, was, I was a tax lawyer, which is, is less a lawyer than, than most areas. It's more, it's, it, tax lawyers are hard to tell from tax accountants. And, uh, and uh, 
it's not, we're not dealing a lot with civil rights and the kinds of things public thinks of as civil rights, although taxation, I suppose, is very much involved in that in a very tangible way, but people think of it differently. And uh, I think that, um, what, but, but turning to law in general, I think that a whole bunch of the issues that confront uh, the uh, indigenous societies in Canada are very closely related to the law and legal rights and, and uh, community rights, constitutional, rights. constitutional rights, the whole, the whole rights. nine yards. And um, I think that uh, law is, is always going to be close in my mind to, to what I think would help the Aboriginal people. They have to speak for themselves, but my, nobody yet has told me I'm wrong, but, but I'm sure there are exceptions. But anyway, so those two priorities in my life are, in my mind, big priorities uh, for the Indigenous peoples of Canada. Now, with the endowment that you've made for the STEM Indigenous academics, uh, what impact do you hope that this new endowment will ultimately have? I think very much along the lines that we have said, that the uh, Indigenous students who come to Queen's, who participate in that program, who learn those skills and then have them to share and assist their, their people and everyone in their lives with learning and growing themselves. And certainly if they can in some way improve the situation, um, for their own people, that would be wonderful. That certainly is, is real. That is our goal, that whatever they take away from that program uh, will be of benefit to them and everyone else that they share it with. I, I think that a lot of the things in life, I'm, a, I'm, I'm very much not a bandstand person, if you follow what I mean, but I think a lot of things in life Kind of grow like snowballs. Once you get once you get an initiative going, and people get on board, things pick up. And, and I think it's for every student that Queens can can help. I think there's a multiplier effect in the background that probably will come to pass. They may not go to Queens or whatever, but people need role models to look up to. And the more people you can show from your community that have gone to university and are comfort with it, comfortable with it and and have a feel for what it did for them and what it might do for you. That kind of uh, enthusiasm, I think, can roll over uh, into the future and affect a lot of lives. It's kind of, to use an overworked uh, term, it's kind of infectious, I think, and I, I certainly hope so. So any advice that you have for students in STEM right now or, or potential students uh, thinking about getting into STEM? I would say that I think uh, it will not necessarily be easy. There will be difficult moments. There may be moments where they think about uh, giving it up. And uh, I think most students uh, reach a point or an essay or a project where they're thinking, this isn't worth it. I want to give up. I would just want them to tough through that and stay and stick it out because in the end certainly in our opinion it's worthwhile the, 
I, I would say that aim high. I did a lot of interviewing of people, serious tax talent and talent in the later stages of my career. And one of the things I, I realize is the people that come before you have a far better appreciation of your potential than you probably realize yourself. I, I was adrift when I showed up at Queens. I didn't know, uh, I didn't know any, I didn't know anybody that was an engineer. I hardly knew what engineering was. Who knows if I'd known, maybe I would have done something different. Same thing at law school. I didn't know anything about it. Nobody I knew well was an engineer. I think one or two people I knew one person, I think their fa his father was an engineer, but, or sorry, a lawyer, but, uh, so it's, it's ironic, but the, the people that are making the decisions where their pathways in life will take them are making them at the worst possible stage and with the minimum of knowledge of what their potential, their costs and benefits are in their future along these various paths. I think it's a great gap in, uh, in the educational process. And I think that what we're doing at Queen's and I, and I must say, I have a hard time keeping what we're doing at Queen's separate from what we're doing at U of T, because interesting enough, their object objectives in this regard are almost identical to Queen's. And, and with all due respect to Gay, who was a guidance counselor, I think a big missing part of education is giving the proper direction to people. And a part of that is because those people do not understand their potential. I'm still in regular touch with my grade four teacher. She was the first person and probably the only person in my, in my 13 years of 12 years, I guess, of education, formal education, that made me feel, you know, I could really do this. Didn't happen very often. So there are key moments and key people in your lives and you need, but if you're not exposed to those people, it'll never happen. It's, so it's, it's, a, it's a synergistic sort of relationship. So, some of this funding, I think, will enable Queens to attract people who might never see see anything about Queens, to reach them and reach out to them in their communities, to their families, to to create a, a bit of an association that can only, in my view, be of mutual benefit to all concerned. Thank you very much. So do you have any final comments before we end our program today, Gay or Norman? I just wish Queens well in their choice of applicants. I totally support Queens in their um, endeavors and what they do. It is so worthwhile. And so I wish Queens and all the students well in their exams in the years ahead. I'm so happy to be able to, to be able to support uh, Queens and students at Queens. Uh, it, it makes me so happy because I, I just see the potential in it and I'm, I'm overwhelmed by uh, how important I think that is to them. I hope they feel the same way. That's how I feel. And that's a good note to end on. Thank you so much, folks. We have been chatting with Gay and Norman Loveland, who's, uh, who have recently provided another endowment to Queen's University for STEM Indigenous Academics. Thank you so much, Gay and Norman, for joining us here on CFRC to talk about uh, your, your endowment uh, and your inspirations for uh, providing it. Thank you so much.
It was a pleasure. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast produced at CFRC 101.9 FM at Queen's University, situated on the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee peoples and brought to you by the generous support of the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Science.